0: now What is up my fellow extremists? How are you guys doing this evening? Amazing.
1: Yeah, doing doing well. Glad to be here. Thanks for well, t-
0: me. T- tonight we're we're missing Emery and Sue. Emery is is on a job, and Sue is recovering still, so he's just not going to make it in here tonight, guys. So, but we do have obviously we got T with us tonight, and we've got the awesome Mike Shelby with Ford Observer tonight, guys. Hello, hello. Been wanting, been looking forward to this, Mike. Me mean, you haven't got to hang out like this in a little while, so
1: it has been a while. Yeah, I think uh, I tell you at Mountain Readiness, that was a, a great time around the campfire drinking whiskey and. Oh Yeah, always oh, is, That's, that's you no know, doubt you can't beat it.
0: That's one of the best things about training. I'm going up to um brush beater uh, on the 20th of the month or 24th. I'm taking the ground rod class up there,
1: oh, okay. And, yeah, nice side, and,
0: and it's always the, the the part around the fire in the evening is where some of the best stuff happens, you know. That's, that's mm-hmm. where you get some of the good stuff,
1: yeah. So. that's right.
0: Oh, yeah. So, so. The audience hears me talk about you guys often. I, I retweet your stuff. You know, um, I, I reference you guys all the time and suggest people subscribe. But no, let's give you. everybody a, a bit of a rundown on on who you are and what you're doing, so, so everybody knows straight up.
1: Sure. Yeah. I, I'm happy to. I'm, I'm Mike Shelby. I'm a I was a former intel analyst as a soldier and a contractor and uh, spent a few years in Iraq and Afghanistan. And then in 2016, I started Ford Observer as a full-time job. I tell you, I, I wasn't immediately on on Team Trump, but I saw that woman get pelted with eggs. And she, she was like trying to go into the hotel. And there's a police officer at the door. And he would not open the door to let this woman who was surrounded by this mob, this Trump-supporting lady, I'm sure you all saw the video. Mm-hmm. And I saw that and I just said, dude, this is not right. Like this this should not be happening, and man, it's just like a spark. I'm like, dude, look, I'm gonna start looking into these guys and and figuring all this stuff out. So I started Ford Observer, and we started tracking all these extremist groups. And uh, man, we've been doing it ever since. And we're, yeah. we're gearing up for 2024 because I think all that stuff's probably coming back next year. But it's already come back some of this year. But yeah, we're out next month, next month, we're supposed to see a little bit of action out of these clowns. Yeah, yeah, they're planning this this big thing. For sorry, my. Uh, they're planning this uh, big thing for October. Listen, this in DC, it it may fizzle out, but you know they're talking logistics. How are they going to move all mm-hmm. these material and get people into DC for this big thing? Yeah. They're going to kick it off. They want to kick it off to coincide with the Supreme Court, their new the the new term starting in mm-hmm. in October, and you know. We look back to previous years, they protested, these left-wing guys protested out at uh, Supreme Court Justices' homes, outside the residential homes. And, you know, and it's just, it looks like more intimidation. And then, you know, they kind of want this to be kind of like a big kickoff, like a national call to action. Like, hey, let's Mm -hmm. get, we're getting back into it. It it may fizzle out because basically everything they've tried to do for the past couple of years has since. Yeah, they haven't been able to draw the
0: crowds. They haven't been able to draw the crowds like they were back a few years ago. Um, yeah another thing we like to do here on the show guys and and, and you have been watching know this is we like to do a giveaway and uh and mike's got a giveaway for you guys tonight and uh and what are you giving away mike
1: yeah we're I, in october we're gonna do i'm gonna be leading the area study challenge so we, we want to do is get people together and spend uh four weeks working on parts of your area study so i'll be leading that and uh you know, the goal is to get this area study done in 30 days, because once we have a base area study, now we really know what we're working with at the local level. You know, we we know what threats and hazards we're likely to face in the future, or what, what protest groups or what extremist groups or whatever is in your area. And then we can start using intelligence to support operations. And by operations, I'm talking about building local, political, social and economic power. That is the soft power mm-hmm. we need because that that soft power is what underlies everything else. If you don't have the soft power, it's really difficult to do anything else. So area study challenge, uh, free, free seat in that course. And that starts nice. uh, October.
0: All right, guys. And to, to get entered into that, tonight's uh, entry is hashtag forward observer. Uh, put that in to comments. Um, and we will allow the um, your stream guard algorithm to pick the winner we don't pick the winner it's random so but be sure to put forward hashtag forward observer in the comments and you're entered you're eligible for the for the win so i remember taking your area study class when we did that one down here in in, uh my neck of the woods and and that was a great class like i still have those notes and i still reference those for that that, good from that class man because it is a fantastic
2: class
1: yeah thank you where's where's
2: that class gonna happen at mike
1: it's going to be online. We're going to, actually, we're probably going to run it through StreamYard because that's what we use over at Ford Observer as well. So, uh, so you know, it'll be interactive. However, people everybody can, can get in on that then. Yeah, people can ask questions <laughs> and uh, it is interactive. I'll, I'll share my screen. And, and I'll just, I'll build an area study over the course of four weeks from start to finish so people can see exactly how the sausage gets made.
0: Yeah, it's because it's interesting. Nice. It's, a, it's an eye-opener when you, when you have someone who's experienced telling you, you know, Look at this and, and don't forget about that and, and think of this. Um, it really is an eye-opening experience. It was a great class. I highly recommend everybody take it. So it was, yeah, it's definitely worth the money. So you. so you're going to be doing that for four weeks and people can uh, sign into that, sign on to that. And then, like you said, it's interactive. We'll ask you guys questions while they're compiling their data and seeing how to do it. And you guys are going to basically walk them through with training wheels on on doing an area study then, I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we'll, we'll hop on Google Earth and ATAC and some of the other, uh, some o- open source uh, mapping tools and I'll show everyone how to uh, start to work on that. I'll show people where I find information. If somebody gets stuck, they say, hey, I live in central Illinois and I'm looking for this information. You know, we, we'll, we'll get in there and pitch in and try to figure it out because then I'll be able to take that for the next class and next time someone says, hey, I'm in central Illinois and I'm trying to find this. Yeah,
0: now you're building the database of stuff. Yeah, you can just great. point them quick. Yeah. Nice. Now that's, that's gonna help you out as well in just in what you guys are doing. So certainly. Yep. That's awesome. You're gonna you're gonna make it to Fallout this in uh next month. Are you gonna be there?
1: Man, I really want to, but dude, October is just a really bad month around hey, here. We get it. Yeah,
2: we, it's to understand. If somebody in the comments asked, that's why I wanted to ask you. Hey, oh, we'll, okay, we'll we'll drink. Yeah, we'll drink your share of whiskey around the fire. Oh, yeah, don't yeah, worry. We're, we're, we'll,
1: we're. We'll, we'll be careful. All right. Uh, careful. No, I w- I would love to. I'm, I'm I really hate that I'm gonna miss it next year. I'll plan to be there. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll be back in cool. uh, for the next Mountain Readiness. Yep. Awesome, Megan,
2: Megan. So.
0: We were talking before we came on about the uh, the RICO indictment that's been dropped on the 61 stop cop city agitators. And mm-hmm. um, and I, I want to I run stuff to buy you. I've been like I mean, I don't I, I follow stuff fairly close. You're, you follow things closer than I do because I, I got other shit to do. But this is what you do. So I've been looking at the left lately and, and I've split them into two groups, I'm going to say. But there's really three. But there's there's the what I call the radical left. Whose goal is to overtake the levers of power in the country. They want to seize the government and, therefore, use that to implement their communist, Marxist agenda bullshit. Mm-hmm. Then there's what I'm referred to as the violent left that wants to completely destroy this country, burn it to the ground, and they think some communist utopia is going to rise out of that. Um, the third group I would say are, are normies on the left who aren't radical to that degree. What I would call a blue blood Democrat. You know, mm-hmm. they're still left, but they don't resemble those people in any way. I mean, is that kind of how you guys, how you're seeing it right now? There's basically two factions, and those two are arguing with each other, too, by the way, the the radical and the violent left are always at odds with one another um, because they both think they're harming the cause with the way they're doing things, so.
1: Yeah, I think think those are three solid categories. You kind of have your mainstream establishment Democrats kind of the go-along to get along, like, hey, we're friends with Republicans, and then you have, I think, one common misconception on the right is that Bernie Sanders is far left. The far left yeah. makes fun of Bernie Sanders. Yeah, they Bernie do. Sanders is, is part of the, the system. I don't think he's a counter elite. I think he's just a, a part of the elite system. And so, yeah. And then you, and then you have like kind of the progressive left and some democratic socialists left where they don't want to topple the government. They want to get in there and take, take power. And, yeah. and that's, you know, that's kind of the Bernie Sanders AOC. Right. Uh, that's the Democrat. radical
0: element. That's that I refer to as radical. You know? yeah
1: i mean yeah um yeah uh, and then yeah that's that's the second and then the third is the revolutionary left and yeah these are the anarchists and the more hardcore socialists and communists who want to act they're actively seeking the destruction of the of the federal government they I mean, they want to topple this thing yeah and so i think those are the three camps on the left right now yeah
0: that's about how I was seeing it. And it's, uh, it's, it's interesting to watch them all the button heads, you know, um, especially the, 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 extreme, the violent side of things. Cause you know, to them, anything short of revolution is, is unacceptable, you know? Um, and that's what they're pushing for. And we see it and, and, and too, and we see how they get treated for, versus how people on the right get treated. You know, this indictment we we're talking about that, that, dropped for, for cop stop cop city guys. Um, That's like the first time anything like that has occurred at that level. I mean, 61 people that charged them under RICO. So, I mean, they really constructed this case well. Um, And I'm surprised to see it happen, to be honest with you. I didn't think anything was going to come out of that.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm somewhat surprised as well. I think we have to probably reach back to like the late 1910s or maybe the 1920s, maybe into the 30s to see something on this level, you know, because then you had a federal government that actively went after, anarchist socialists and communists under um yeah. the palmer raids were i mean i think that was like 1918 or maybe 21 somewhere in there yeah the palmer raids they i mean they like uh deported like 5,000 immigrants who were supporting anarchism and socialism but and then you look at the 60s and, and the 70s and that was kind of like the second iteration of the, the weatherman underground rain. and yeah. all that crap yeah yeah and most of those guys weren't charged i mean they got off scot-free the the few people who were charged they served light Light jail sentences and they got out and they became professors. So this is like well, the third iteration of revolution we're seeing, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, those guys, not only they serve light sentences that they got out and became professors and stuff, but they also became like, like uh, superstars in the, in the left movement, you know, Bill Ayers and, you know, all these clowns, um, that, that the fact that they did those crimes propelled them up through the ranks, you know, um, and that's messed up. You know, you look at the, the light sentences they got for bombings and for killings and things like that compared to 22 years for Enrique Torres. Yeah. 22 years for non nonviolent.
1: He wasn't even there. I yeah. Mean, he hey,
0: was, no,
2: he was, they just say he coordinated, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was what was he? Forty. What did they say? Forty minutes or 40 miles away. I mean, it was insane. Not even close to the area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're destroying these people's lives. On
0: the left, they get heralded um, and and promoted and, you know, they've got the funding down and all the other stuff, which if you guys haven't read Mike's uh, Twitter thread about the breakdown of the indictment, I would highly recommend reading it because it's pretty interesting stuff as you go down through there. Uh, It'll be more interesting to see if it actually happens, you know, Um, all of these leftist enabling agencies that the 501 C threes that they develop for, for bonding them out of jail and, and, Buying their weapons and their gear and all this stuff, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if they are able to take those down with them as a part of that. Because you know, like you said, they started trying to move the funding wings out of the 501c3s when they realized there's an investigation. But by then, the jig was up for them. You know, that they're they're caught at that point. So, mm-hmm. do you think we'll see like legit prison sentences for these people come out of this? I mean, I the think Rico. We will.
1: It's the fact that
0: yeah, the fact that it's under Rico the 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 initial crimes are charged with actually take a back seat to to the, the RICO clause because yeah. it's basically a conspiracy at this point and that's what they're charged with. and that always carries a higher penalty than than whatever the initial crime was
1: yeah yeah there was money money laundering and uh, i think mm-hmm. a handful of charged with domestic terrorism as well yeah. i think we will see prison prison sentences for a couple reasons um <laughs> number one it looks like uh i mean a I, of course, I mean, I haven't seen the, the evidence, but, I mean, this is a, it looks like a pretty slam-dunk case here.
0: Yeah, and, it sounds like it, just from what they laid out in the indictment.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, um, you know, they have bomb-making materials found at the camp and mm-hmm. uh, Molotov cocktail materials, which I'm sure have yeah. fingerprints. So I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure uh, Georgia State, whether they, or Georgia Bureau uh, of Investigations got it, in there, yep, yep. lifted fingerprints and DNA and took everything. So I'm pretty sure that, if the, if they brought this kind of case against that many people, uh, I think they probably have pretty airtight cases.
0: And then too, they also have the the, the uh, yet as as yet unnamed co-conspirators, so they're leaving the door open that there's more people that are going to be charged in this.
1: Yeah, that's right. That was the funny thing. It's like, yeah. yeah, this this person gave money to this unindicted co-conspirator. Well, who is that? Interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Here's a question. I'm going to just throw this up because this goes hand in hand with what we're talking about. And uh, is you know, do you think we can resolve? the current threats peacefully by threats. I mean, the social economic threats of going green, the support for leftist militant groups and such, et cetera. What, what's your opinion? I got mine. Let's hear your, the ours are closely aligned.
1: Uh, solve things peacefully. I actually think the green energy, we're going to run into an energy crunch in this country. We're going to have mm-hmm. an energy crisis period. And I, you know, it kind of just depends on, I, I wish I could say it depends on what, what voters do, but unfortunately it's not, Voters, nope. it's ballots. So... It's Save ballots.
0: Excuse, who's counting them?
1: Yeah, no. well, yeah, I mean, right. I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wish I could give give the guy credit. I forget who it was. Somebody on Twitter was basically saying, you know, elections aren't about voters anymore. It's about, you know, ballots. How many how many ballots can you run through the machine? No. And so, um, I, can we solve things peacefully? I, I don't think we're headed towards a peaceful resolution. I think things are going to get much, much worse.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this, this has... Well, I mean, the potential to go kinetic written all over it, obviously. But, and now it's almost looking like it's a foredrawn conclusion. And, and it's not something I'm looking forward to. People say, oh, you, you know, doom porn and stuff. No, that's not the case at all. I don't want none of this to occur. But I'm, I'm a realist and I track this stuff. So just by looking at the tempo of it, the, the, the intensity of language being used now, and, and now that it's been laid bare for all to see that we do have a two-tier justice system, um and that you will be persecuted simply based off your political affiliation or viewpoint now in this country it's obvious no one can deny it that and we have a justice department you know tom Fenton, you do you follow judicial watch at all
1: uh a little bit i know who he is yeah. so he's
0: he's just filed a suit um they're saying that you know they're they're, they're got all these charges against trump but Charging Trump with all the shit and, you know, we can go back and look at all the things that le- the Democrats said when he won the election, you know, not my president, illegitimate president, stole the election, all this stuff. And they're charging Trump for saying that the election was illegitimate. Judicial Watch has proof that 326 counties in 29 states in the United States for the last election had more than 100 percent of their population registered as voters.
1: Hmm.
0: They're finding where where. Identity theft has occurred and there was one senior citizen lady uh, who made over made over 9,800 donations to leftist organizations. And when judicial watch contacted her, she's like, I never donated to anybody. I'm unemployed. I don't have that kind of money. Mm-hmm. She was also found to be registered to vote in multiple states. If, if private citizens can figure this stuff out, how come the government can't? Well, they can. We know they can. It's that they don't want to. Mm-hmm. And we have a judicial um branch of the government presently who is not going to pursue any of this stuff so it leaves us as citizens with no recourse who do we go to there's no one to complain to because you, you know you're alone in the woods at this point mm-hmm. and i just think that that's what's that, that as this gets demonstrated more and more to people and, and as it's being done i think eventually people are going to get get fed up with with that stuff mm-hmm. and uh kind of hoping they do. I mean, I don't want violence at all. I really don't, but something's got to change in
2: this country to, to. I think just, uh, down to, I mean, look at the Oliver Anthony song. I mean, look at the, how insane that has went just for that song. If that doesn't scream where the people are in this day and age in America and how they feel about the current situation. I mean, that, that's, that's it to the T. Um, you know, that's, um, we're on a powder keg. That's that's yeah. just what it is. I don't I don't think there's any way around it. And no, it's it's not about I would much rather live my life out all nice and peaceful and not have to worry about any of this stuff. But you know, all these indictments that are being brought up is once again, uh, I feel they will will be prosecuting and 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 putting them away uh for the simple fact, if anything, of making making a point. You know, they want to make a point, say here. Here's what happens when you show up and try to, you know, uh, uh, stand up against against the, the left. Uh, here's what happens when you try to go and exercise your God-given constitutional rights. This is what's going to happen to you. You could be in a hotel room 40 miles away and still you're going to get you 22 years. You know, I think that's where we've, we've, we've come to in this day and age.
1: Mm-hmm. The Chinese have that saying, you kill the chicken to scare the monkey. And it's kind of you know setting the precedent, I think, with, with these protesters, basically trying to scare. I, I think on the right, there is a level of uh, disorganization. And I don't mean in like a disheveled sense. I mean, there's a concerted effort to disorganize the right. And I think that's one way what we're seeing now with the Department of Justice. I think that's one way they're trying to disorganize the right.
0: Yeah, fear and intimidation. You know, nobody wants to lose their livelihood. Now, guys, are looking around going, I'm not going to go over there. I could get 22 years in prison because on the whole, people on the right are, are law abiding, rule following. We believed in the system up to this point. Now that, that belief is starting to fade and and it scares folks. You know, they're not sure exactly what that means or, or what it's going to look like. Um, but we've got to come to terms with the reality. We can't bend reality to our will. We, we've got to accept we got to yield our, our will to the reality of things. So I think as more people come, and come to acknowledge that and understand that you can't change it um, through the methods we've been using, something else is going to have to happen. Um, I think that as that realization hits more people, we'll start seeing more stuff um, out of the right, you know. Um, but right now, fear is working. Fear is holding everybody back. So... Let's take a, we're going to take a quick break. I want to run, uh, we're going to run a promo for um, for Mountain Readiness, guys, because it's coming up and we've probably got some new folks watching tonight and I want them to see it. So Mountain Readiness is coming up here soon, but let's check that out real fast and we'll be
2: right back. Hey folks, this is T and this is Mountain Readiness. Doesn't matter what the event is that that makes this thing go pop. It's, uh, it's going to be water shelter fire
1: food security. That's it. That's what you need in a nutshell. There we go. T's awesome little commercial.
0: That
2: is a great video. Yeah. a really, really good job on that. I've, I've got another one being put together because we're going to do our May event as well. That'll be coming out here. We'll be releasing that soon. We've got some big speakers that will be coming to that one, too. I really like that video, too, is um, there's a clip. I don't think it's in that one. I think that's stripped down a little bit. But there's a clip of Wes when you guys were back there talking, doing your class. Mm-hmm. And um, my camera guy went back there. And Wes just started eyeballing him real hard. he come back. He's like, man, those forward observer guys, they, they got really freaked out when I was putting the camera on. I said, like, oh, all those ops guys are like that. Just don't worry. Just, just go back there and get some more footage. <laughs> Trying to film Wes. I'm pretty sure that guy going to come out and hit me or something. I was like, nah, you're good. Just go back there. <laughs> Poor Wes. How, how's Wes doing anyway, man? I, I heard about his pup, and
0: I sent him a text, but I didn't hear mm. back from him I, I changed my phone number, so he may not have recognized it when I texted him. So.
1: Yeah, I um, yeah, he's he's doing fine, just staying busy, we're just trying to plot plot new courses, and you know, f- figure out what we're doing on the training side.
0: Nice, nice. Well, let's talk a little bit about an area of study. Like, what what is it? Um, I'm sorry, I'm reading a note from somebody. What is it, and 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 like, why do they need to do it? Just a quick kind of a you know, give them the the quick breakdown of, of what it is and why they need one.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we all have intelligence gaps at the local level. And so, you know, people say, well, I'm preparing for an EMP or societal collapse or nuclear war or whatever. The reality is we're preparing for the follow on the local effects of those things. So we get into a, war, a hot war with China. Well, you know, OK, so, well, what are the follow on effects? How does that wind up at my doorstep? You know, we follow the second and third, fourth, order, fifth order effects and so on. And so that that's what an area study allows us to do. We can look at a big strategic, you know, view like okay, the decline of the United States or the collapse of the American Empire or you know whatever these big things that are going to take years or decades to play out. And we say, well, how does this trickle down? How does this affect my local area? And so unless we do that work of analyzing and assessing our local area, we are very likely to continue to have those intelligence gaps—things that exist in our area we're not aware of, or um, you know, things that we misunderstand. So we do an area study just to develop accurate uh, expectations of the future. And then once we know what is the, what the future is is in store for us, once we know those threats and hazards and conditions, well, now we can start being very deliberate in how we prepare for those things.
0: Yeah. You can start being proactive instead of being reactive all the time. Absolutely. So that's a, that's a big deal. You know, Um, when you can drive the narrative and you're not having to react to, to the stimuli that others are putting out to you, or, or you're you don't have to, you're going to react in a different way because you're prepared for that and maybe even predicted that stimuli whatever it is it's like when people think that when conflict starts in this country that that there's going to be some sort of defined lines uh, and and initially there certainly won't be anything like that it's going to be utter chaos you know it'll be it'll be more like third world where you're sitting at a red light and somebody rolls up on a motorcycle beside you and shoots you through you know the window of your car because you had the wrong target indicators on your vehicle. It'll, it'll be that kind of stuff. Um, and eventually the, there may be pockets, you know, no go zones for one side or the other. Um, and it'll be incumbent upon people to have their area study done to understand when do I need to unass my AO? Because I'm the minority here. Of And I don't mean minority by skin color. I just mean minority for whatever sure. your your political beliefs, the fact that you're prepared, you're going whatever. And you're going to need to know that what like when this happens, I need to get the hell out of here. Because if I wait any longer, I'm not going to get out of here. Um, and I'm gonna. I feel for those people that are gonna get stuck in the wrong places um, with people who don't like them, and that's gonna happen to a lot of folks. Sadly, I fear.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so you know, I highly recommend you guys do an area study and and follow for observers. Sign up, get the the, the reports he puts out, um, read the intelligence that they put out, listen to the podcast. You know, you can get your podcast. Where's it available? It's pretty much everywhere. It? It's, all, it's on, on all major platforms. So. Yeah we listen to it, Mel's Mel's um dedicated. Like every single day, she listens. To oh, it. good. I'm glad. I usually heard. have it plan while I'm working, and if I'm sitting there working, I'm listening. I got to play it, and when something catches my ear, I stop and be like, "What was that?" Make some
2: notes. I'll look into that in a little while. So
0: you yeah, know, you, you right? can't There's have enough
1: intelligence.
2: Yeah. Yeah, your yeah. set rep too, man, is awesome. Uh, that there yeah, gives you. me just a little quick overview of what's what's shaking in the world local and, and around. And a lot of times I'm out on the road, so it's hard for me to, you know, tune into YouTube and this and that and on the phone all the time. That there is one of those catch catch what's going on, make sure that make you know, just uh just a quick most of that stuff on there is what five minutes, five, six minutes at most on your set rep. So awesome yeah. little setup. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So the area study, let's break down the some of the the key components of the stuff that folks are looking at. We don't have to go real deep into it, but I want them to get an idea of what they're looking for and why. And, and, you know, hopefully we're going to pique their interest and they're going to sign up for this because they should, you need to guys.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's six layers, but all those things encompass what we call, the operational environment, and so these are all the things that that surround us outside your home, down the street, your neighborhood or subdivision, you maybe out to your county, you know wherever you're wherever you're going to be, and you know we start with physical terrain. So you know we look at the OCOCA factors. So you know uh, observation, uh, uh, covering concealment, you know key, key terrain, avenues of approach, all mm-hmm. those all those things, and we analyze the the local area. And you know that can be as simple, as simple as elevation or let's look at all the hydrological factors. Where's the water? Ponds, lakes, rivers, ditches, uh, you know holding holding tanks or whatever. And uh, And really that's really just uh, I'll tell you the biggest reason why we should understand that lo- the local physical terrain is if someone's not going to drive into my neighborhood, they're gonna walk in. Where are those lines of drift? How are they going to yeah. get from outside my neighborhood to inside my neighborhood? And you know during an emergency, I can't, I can't keep the neighborhood up all night looking at those lines of drift. No, let's go set out a sensor set out some kind of surveillance equipment out there. And that way I don't have to, you know, I have an alarm. Hey, if you, if this thing senses vibration or catches movement or whatever, give me an alert. And so I don't have to stay up all night making sure no one's sneaking in the neighborhood.
0: Cameras are an awesome thing. You know, they're a force multiplier. It'll let one guy watch four places, you know, or more. Absolutely. Um, but, but there there actually is a, a mathematical formula to determine the number of cameras that a single operator can can observe. Um, and it's not as many as most people think. Uh, I used to build those systems and put us in jails and prisons, and we'd have hundreds of cameras, you know, but we knew an operator can only realistically watch this many. Uh, they say it's 32, but it's less than that because, you can't look at 32 many little screens and have any idea what's going on but but by putting force multipliers out there like cameras like you said ir sensors um you know even trip wires if you have to with flares you know or, or the shotgun shell bangs on um anything like that that gives you warning so you have time because that's all they're buying you is they're buying you time but that's why like you say you do your area study to determine what my potential threats are Like you're saying and where might they come from what's my high speed avenue of approach all right that's going to be the most obvious thing we're looking at But if you've got experienced actors around you, they're not going to come in that way. (laughs) They're going to find the worst way to come through, and they're going to come in that way. Um, Those are the guys you need to really be worried about. But you need to understand that. So as you're setting out your force multipliers, your your, your detection system, trip wires, whatever you're doing, you know where to place them. And and that's why getting training like this, because we harp on training all the time, too. It's something I talk a lot about. I I believe nobody does enough. I don't do enough. I'm getting ready to go take another one. You know, here in a couple of weeks, but um, you've got to you don't know what you don't know. And that's mm-hmm. what guys like you and, and all the other instructors that are out there and, and, and planners are a, a, such a benefit to folks if they'll just sign up, follow and pay for it. You know, nothing's free in this world. Training costs money. Um, these guys have spent a lifetime developing these skill sets uh, and they're offering to you at a fraction of the pain <laughs> that it took them to get it, you know, and just a little bit of money. You know, because, you know, you go to one of these training classes, especially yours. Yours are, you know, they're soft classes in that they're knowledge based. Right. Um, they're not like on the range. You're not going to get abused out there and stuff. Uh, but even if you even on the range and in those classes, you're going to hurt a lot less than those guys did to develop their skills. Mike, you've spent years doing this and you're compressing this. It's kind of like drinking from a fire hose to a lot of people. But the way you present the information, the way it's broken down, you know, you take that info when you leave and you can do what you're talking about. You know, assess what your threats are, assess the resources in your area, learn all these things, learn, you know, layered defense, learn the difference between primary, secondary and tertiary. You know, what are these things? What is a high speed avenue approach? You'll learn all this stuff and you'll you'll start to see things differently, too. It'll change your your typical um, security posture, you know, your your daily security posture. It'll modify a lot of things naturally. You know, instead of looking at your cell phone where you're pumping gas, maybe you're not going to do that. You're going to pay attention to what's happening around you, you know, um, and I think more people need for to sure. do that, especially with what we're looking at coming. Um, somebody up well, here asked a question just a second and- ago. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm fine. Look at the question. Go ahead.
2: No, no. I was going to I was going to say as far as that training to back that up, too, you know, staying in your lane and and looking to profet- professionals for this stuff. Um, you know, Mike's got how many years you got in this, Mike, doing this intent?
1: Uh, almost a decade being being paid for it, and right. then uh, going on twenty years doing it for uh,
2: twenty years. Yeah, you know that's a long time to dedicate to a to a skill set. And uh, when you start looking at some of these prices of class, you're like, oh my gosh, they want this much. You know, hey, look, it's training uh, twenty years you've invested into that, and to compile all that, I play the guitar, I play the banjo, I play a few things. I spent about eight years. Uh, learning to pick very well. And then I taught my brother everything I knew in like six months, you know, because I showed him the the shortcuts. And it makes me mad because he's like 10 times better of a guitarist than I am now. You know, and so the same thing speaks here is you're compiling all this data and all this this information. You've, you've learned what you can, what you can't, the school of hard knocks, and you're passing on all that cream. So, uh, you know, people, when you're worried about the price, uh, simple cancel out that netflix quit ordering that 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 pepsi every morning on your way to work and boom you got yourself a class and it's it's in the end when you need it it's going to be worth it it's money well spent
0: absolutely so to put the question to you guys t read that question and 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 you may just answer
2: how you deal with it so how do you deal with it um stupidity uh, when you when you're as dumb as I am, you don't worry about stuff. That's 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 how I do it. Just just sheer grit and stupidity.
0: Just ignorance is bliss. There we go. It's not a bad thing. Ignorance way is bliss. Right.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, I would say uh, being able to anticipate things that I think I'm going to go, I think will go wrong on the local level. Just identifying those in my area study, looking at the six layers of my area study in the, in the threat environment. You know, I think we've done a really good job. I run in a local crew and we, you know, we go camping and we go shoot hogs and we do a lot of things together. And just knowing that I have those guys and then them knowing that they have those guys too. If, if the balloon were to go up something major, you know, just knowing that I've got some studs on my team and, um, you know, we, we have plans and a lot of veterans and, you know, we, we have skills and and knowledge. And I mean, frankly, I stay pretty calm knowing I, I can rely on those guys. And, um, so I think just having a team and then having having some intelligence can go a really long way. On networking, Absolutely.
2: right? I mean we we talk about that a ton. You know, build your network, whether it's your neighbor, your friends, your family, whatever it is 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 reach out to individuals because your next your next-door neighbor may be your your uh your best case or your worst nightmare, you know, depending on how that's presented. And and if you did reach out, maybe Maybe that next door neighbor is going to be someone that that helps you out when things get stupid, uh, and you don't. If you don't take that initiative and and kind of test the waters and see where you're at with that 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 type of situation, that could be the somebody that's coming over to take what you got.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, the, I to answer his question, I, I I deal with it by staying informed, but also having fun. You know, you can't yeah. stay in this all the time. You got to break out of it and do stuff you like to do have fun with
2: the family whatever um right paint you your know. paint your roof blue paint your roof blue that was something <laughs> paint your roof i found blue. that was a good past time you know royal <laughs> blue about the color of your shirt yeah, now, just, about you know, it now that you mention it that's yeah. and your hat man he's yeah, killing <laughs> laser proof
0: so, you know? so now that he's brought up maui what do you think what do you think of that mike what's uh what's your take on that whole thing
1: uh you know i'll be honest i haven't really looked into it i've seen some of the conspiracy theories I I don't get what's so difficult to understand that the government is incompetent. You have idiots running government, can't fix things, don't know what to do when things break, and you get a a lahena. I mean, was it space lasers? I don't know. Physicists say those lasers aren't powerful enough to shoot all the way through the atmosphere from low-Earth orbit or whatever. I I don't know. But, you know, I I just look at that and I say, well, regardless of the cause, the government failed those people, and they're going to turn right back around and vote the same people in. So I don't know
0: exactly yeah and the government only does one thing well that's what i like to tell people and that's perpetuate government that's it that's okay. the only thing they're good at you know self-preservation um that's their whole thing um let's talk about tactical level intel so you know the, the area study kind of has given some you know really that's tactical level honestly because it's your it ao but let's look at that let's boil it down to the tactical level of stuff of of the kind of things that people should be looking for looking at you know, getting ready to do Because, you know, we're I, the reason I'm bringing this up is we're staring this down the muzzle right now. Like, it's like, you know, you're in your castle, you know, back in the back in the old days. And the invading army has surrounded the castle. And we're watching them build siege weapons right now. So they haven't started yet. We're watching them do it. We know it's coming. So we need to be proactive in this time space. So let's talk a little bit on that tactical side of stuff, of capabilities and potential um, benefits of being prepared that way.
1: Yeah. So uh, the area study is the basis, the foundation for all community security and, and emergency preparedness planning. It's very difficult to to play, lay out your chess pieces. If you don't know what the chess board looks like, you know, or some, some other game board and you don't know kind of the rules and the lay of the land. So I, I think we already talked about physical terrain. I'm looking at human terrain, you know, what individuals and groups, what assets do I have out there? What potential assets, who do I need to link up with? And then also, what groups could be adversarial or threats to me? Look at local critical infrastructure, uh, economic, or, uh, politics, and governments. I'm just going through the six layers of the yeah. operating environment here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, politics and governments, uh, safety, security, and defense so military, law enforcement, and uh, like local security, first responders, and then uh, economics and finance. Those are the six layers of our operating environment. So I'm going to go through there, and just on the on the tactical level, I'm going to look at okay, what is going to affect me in the future? And we do this because we need to understand our mission. If I'm going to go around my neighborhood or I'm going to call my guys up and say, hey, look, you know, here's, here's our problem. Well, identifying the problem is great, but it's not a mission. We have to explain the mission to people. What, here's our end objectives, right? I mean, here's kind of, here's the commander's intent. Here's our, uh, here's here's what victory is going to look like. And then right. once once people in my neighborhood say during an emergency, once they understand what the mission is, they say, "Oh, well, yeah, I've got some X, Y, or Z in the house. I can go get it and help out." Or, "Hey, I'll volunteer. I'll stay up all night and, and go out here." And so, once we have the mission, now we can start generating the intelligence to support the mission. And unfortunately, a lot of I think a lot of people get put the cart before the horse. They they want to put operations before intelligence. Well, intelligence drives operations. Yeah, so yeah it it's, really yeah, does. Intel means,
0: drives ops. You can't you can't run ops right. without intel. That's that's first. Otherwise,
1: you're going in blind.
0: You know. Um, right. Um, and on, on the on the side of tactical uh, intel, what's your position on on the the uh, the little drones like DJI drones, Mavics, Mavic Minis, Mavic Twos, all this different stuff? You know, watching what's being done with them in Ukraine. What's your personal take on? Them?
1: Game changer. Yeah, I mean, to, to put that level, we call it ISR, Intelligence Surveillance yep. and Reconnaissance. So to be able to take even just a commercial off the shelf thing like a DJI drone and go fly it out and get eyes on or throw a, a, a FLIR um, or night vision thing on there yeah. and just be able to go out and, and see what's out there, total game changer for security. I would say get as many ISR tools as is in your budget. Uh, well, let me rephrase this. if If they fit your mission, if you think you'll need them, yeah, go out and, and get those things. Well, here's the thing. It's, it's, it's kind of like owning a gun, right? When you need
0: a gun, you don't have time to go get one.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: when you're going to need these tools, you're not going to be able to get them. So so and a lot of people don't think of this. Your, sta- your typical Stano gear, right? Um, spotting scope, good binos, learn how to, to do range cards, how to be sitting somewhere, observing someplace, and draw that out, map it out, range it. You know, you're building intelligence is what you're building. But to have that drone, that can that can to a degree, not not one hundred percent but to a degree, eliminate you having to necessarily put boots on all the dirt that you're wanting to maintain. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't I don't want to say control of, but influence over. Okay. So if you can put your drone up and fly a a, a one-click grid, a one-kilometer grid, well, you know everything is happening within a you know, one kilometer view right now, basically. And if you see something with it, well, now we can put boots out. Now we can send some guys out to go go look at that. Put eyes on it. Tell us what that is. So, to small groups, I think it's more important that they have more of this stuff because it's gonna it's a force multiplier. It's like adding more people. You know, mm-hmm. I could put one drone up, or I could send three guys out on a patrol. You know, you know, like in Vietnam, <laughs> my right. dad was a door gunner on helicopters, and they did what they called a last light flight every day. Right before the sunset, they put a helicopter in the air and flew around the fire base, you know, out about a kilometer looking to see, is there any major force moving up to hit us in, in the dark? And you can do the same thing, you know, put that drone up right before dark. Or if you've got one with uh, thermal or or um, night vision on it, thermal is probably the, the more common application from a drone. Uh, same thing, you know, put them up at different times. You keep the, the flights random, you know, the fight pattern random, everything else, just like you would with your patrols, but it'll let you get out there and look, and you can do it sitting in your living room, you know, or, you know, your backyard. But I think they're an epic game changer, and I think what's being done with 3D printing um, really ups the ante there, if, you know, I'm sure you've seen a lot of what I've seen out of them, Um, and they're doing some impressive stuff with them, you know, weaponizing a Mavic DJI drone is is pretty impressive i got to give the ukrainians some credit on this one mm. uh, they're difficult here. to
1: defend against i mean they're difficult to detect uh yeah. you know you can buy aftermarket propellers for those and and decrease the, the noise signature on those things as well so i mean you know you may not fool uh like some kind of sensor out there look you know listening for that but you know for for the the random dude out there just listening you can make I don't know.
0: a lot too uh, the second military of the world is playing hell with them right now you know yeah, the russians right. you know short of of having jamming capability
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know getting up into electronics or, or uh uh elint and not elint but um well electronic warfare where you can jam them and and, and spoof them and seize control or whatever and all that stuff mm-hmm. uh, that's really the only way that the russian military can deal with them the average bubbles around you they're not going to have that capability Right. But neither do you. So you you need to be prepared for this. You know, S2 Underground has a great video on YouTube on how to hide from drones. Recommend everybody watch it. You know, check that out Mm -hmm. Uh, because it may be information you need to know someday. Uh, Because I think the the, the drone threat is going to be especially we've seen what they're doing with them in Ukraine. And you can 3D print all the parts for the auxiliary functions of dropping munitions and things like that. I mean, you can 3D print the munitions. The, the casings and stuff you just gotta have the know-how to put it together and while that may not be as common in the general population here it's easily found online I mean Ukraine's building the crap out of them um and and what what I find interesting are the uh the FPV drones are using the Kamikaze mm-hmm. drones that they're mm-hmm. flying into tanks with RPGs and mortar rounds and everything else on mm-hmm. uh it just gives you an idea of the sky's the limit with these things if you can imagine it, you can build it you know I've seen one with that had a um the a K shotgun uh what the hell is that thing called? Uh, no but it was the AK patterned shotgun mounted on a drone with a drone. Hmm. Could you imagine that chasing your like Sega? On, a Sega. Yeah it was like a Sega, a Sega. Oh.
2: Yeah, okay, on a yeah. drone. Oh, yeah that's, a, a, that's a, a that's a that's a hard, hard drone too because a Sega is not a lightweight shotgun this at was a all. this is a big drone. It
0: had it was a it was an eight prop big one. But it
2: had a Sega Good on it, and it running it and it was running full auto. Wow, 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 wow. I mean just <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> that's some nice hate
1: right there. Yeah, yeah Sega. That oh
2: is. no doubt. That that's some expensive hate because I, I decided that I was gonna put a drone up, uh, a big drum, big drum mag on my Sega. Good grief. Give yeah. myself a back backache trying to hold that thing up. Yes. I need a drone. <laughs> I need a drone to carry it around for me. You know, and there's another another thing too, as far as uh, with your training. We are talking about training. Same thing with this stuff. I've got a couple of little drones. I mean, I'm nowhere near where you scary individuals are with your high tech stuff you've got flying around. I don't even want to know what Mike has. You know, those <laughs> guys, you guys are are just, I'm sure on a whole nother level than me. But, um, you know, don't wait until it's like toilet paper, right, and just not yeah. available. If you yeah. have plans that, hey, there's only two of us and we're, we're kind of here on our own, and this drone could really help us with, with uh, surveying our area, then go get one. Even if it's yeah. not that, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. I've got a little, I don't even know what the, the brand is of it, but it links up to your phone. You can, I mean, it does great. It was a couple hundred bucks, you know, so don't wait until it's, uh, it, it, it's an issue to even get one because it will be, it's just like everything else, just like toilet paper, all this stuff applies. Don't wait. I can't stand seeing everybody run to Walmart to buy ammo when all the ammo is almost gone. Come on, why, why are we doing this? You know, same thing with this stuff. Go out and get some of this stuff if you think you need it.
0: Yeah, get it now, because like, like we said earlier, when you need it, you're not gonna have time to go get it. That's, you know, that's why people say, you know, if you're carrying a gun, you need to carry it home too, because 100% of home invasions take place in the home. So if you're, you're gonna take your, your security, personal security, r- realistically, you gotta be all in. You know, because if the time you don't do it is the time you're going to need it. What do you what do you foresee, Mike, on the horizon? That's the biggest threat right now coming to us. So, you know, I told you earlier, I know the left to me, our domestic situation is our biggest threat. Um, But there's a lot of spices in that soup contributing to it from hmm. the economy and politics and everything else. So what do you see right now for people moving forward? What should they be looking at? What should they be tracking that they may not be tracking?
1: Well, I think, um, you know, one thing Max has been, our Max over at Ford Observer has been talking about is a a premature culmination of Ukrainian combat operations. Basically, what happens when or if the Ukrainian military folds, uh, basically, I mean, collapses, and a Russian counteroffensive this winter or next year, whenever, um, and they are like moving to decapitate Kiev. I think that's a realistic scenario. And so, you know, if that happens, are the Poles going to jump the border and start pouring into Western Ukraine, uh, you know, NATO going to put, put boots on the ground in Kiev. And so I think that's a, a situation, potential flashpoint that is very explosive. And, you know, in that scenario, I, I just, I look, I look at the United States and it's not difficult, right? You just run through your Carver matrix and you've got the electrical grid and you've got internet and you've got oil and gas. And those are three showstopper targets for the United States. Yeah, And so, um, you know, I I'm concerned about domestic internal sabotage, cyber attacks, uh, physical access. Yeah, I think the worst cyber attacks are going to come through a combination of physical access and and cyber attacks. So I I will tell you, just in that scenario, I, those are my main concerns. What are the domestic effects of something like that happening?
0: Yeah, because I've I've heard from some some insider kind of folks that, as far as the Pentagon's concerned, Ukraine's done there's no more money next year slated to go to them at all. Like I know McConnell gets up there and says we're not doing enough fast enough. And it seems like McConnell and Biden are trying to trying to outgrow each other as to who could throw the most money at Ukraine. But from what I'm hearing from, from some folks is that next year we're like, ah, it's, it's a lost cause. We're pouring water down an empty well, you know, and it's never going to amount to anything. So they're going to cut off. Plus, we're running out of shit to give them. We're, we're just simply running yeah. out of stuff to give them. So. Here's a question for you, Mike. I'm gonna throw this up for you. Uh, I don't know what the hell that name is, but <laughs> he, you know, he said your question, Mike. Your area of training was human, right? But you've evolved into other aspects of intelligence. So,
1: yeah, I was an all-source guy. So, um, you know, we we looked at human intelligence and signals intelligence and, uh, you know, all, all the all the intelligence disciplines. My first tour was a, a human tour. And so um, I worked at an inter- interrogation facility. And so, you know, we were, uh, look, you know, looking at placement and access for, for detainees and trying to figure out what kind of information they knew to set, you know, set them up for interrogation. And so, um, you know, being an all-source guy, my, you know, the biggest thing I can do is understand each of those collection disciplines uh, as best as possible. So, uh, yeah, I would say human is probably my strongest suit, followed by, uh, you know, open source signals and imminent.
0: What are you, what are you doing on the Elant side, the electronic side? Do you, are you, I don't know. Are you one of those guys that's, that's into all the little hacker tools and stuff? And, and do you mess with any of those at all? or uh, No, man, I, I'm not like stuff?
1: the, yeah, no, I'm not like a, a, a big techie. Um, you know, it's, I guess it's, it may be Elant, but I've been playing with my Flipper Zero and, you know. Uh-huh. Other, all right, so you do have levels. some, okay. Yeah. You know, that, that's about, that's about as much as I go. But, you know, in terms of Elant trying to find like, you know, signatures of equipment and stuff um you know for you know for me that's probably more on like signal side so looking at like um uh, bluetooth signals um and you know wi-fi and and things like that like uh, the uh card readers mm-hmm.
0: yeah dude thanks what, what i so i'm building an elint system at the moment and it's about to get a lot more complicated but I'm going to have EMF detectors, I already have spectrum analyzers, uh, you know, of course radios and scanners and and then a bunch of other interesting tools. Uh, and a lot of this is going to show up in a book. I'm, I'm I've got a two-book thing that I'm kind of getting it rolling right now as I'm working on some other projects, but it's going to be very heavy on the tech side of stuff of, of to show the benefits of what we can do. Um mm-hmm. and with the drones and some other stuff, I think people are going to like this. It's it's this story is going to draw a lot of flack i know when it comes out because what i'm going to do with it um, the, the 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 power structure of the country is really not going to be happy with this if it gets traction and really goes off because uh, what's going to be in it, it's going to be very upsetting to them um you know what do you see you need to get a mid-90s white panel van to put all your electrical equipment are you a
2: ham radio operator mike you're I couldn't not. tell
1: you the difference between a yeah. a spectrometer and a gigawatt, man. I got no clue.
2: <laughs> I got,
1: I got ham radio guys. Uh, just as an, as an Intel guy, I don't like, I don't want to key up. I just want to listen, yeah. you know, and I'll tell you too, you know, talk about training. That's a huge shortcoming of me. I, I couldn't turn on a ham radio right now and run it. Uh, you know, I've got, I got radios and stuff, but, uh, you know, I just like, there's so much time and, uh, yeah. I yeah. mean,
2: yeah. So, the so Mike's that guy on Facebook. Then he's always watching, but he never comments. just all back a there lurker. in the background. Yeah. To I was gonna at, say he's a, lurker. a lurker.
1: Yeah, not, that's right. So, what is so
2: so? Just so everybody understands, and so do I. Your your class coming up in October. Um, what does that actually consist of? You're going to do it for four weeks, and then people are just going to, you know, if they if they get a seat, is it by the day or or how how's this all go down?
1: Mm. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be one evening a week. We're going to run this, you know, probably once a quarter or so, but yeah, it's going to be one night a week. I say an hour, but every time I've run this, it's end up being an hour and a half to two hours, just because there's so many questions, but I'll stay till people run out of questions. And so, yeah, one hour a week, I'm going to show you, all right, here's the section of the area study we're working on. I'm going to build it. I'm going to say, I'm going to take this information from here, throw up Google earth, you know, plot stuff on there or, you know, open, open maps or, uh, uh, I think QGIS is another one we're going to work off of like a bunch of different mapping, collaborative mapping. Um, okay. platforms. Yeah. And then, and literally just build an area study from start to finish. People will get a, a sense of what goes in there. You can read the book. And I mean, I break everything down in the book, but it's, it's way different to see me build it in real time and then be able to ask questions mm-hmm. like, Oh Mike, why are you doing that? Or, you know, wh- whatever questions people have. So yeah, a when, when not, a Once a week. Yeah, one and they'll be recorded, so if you can't make it, that's fine. Uh, You can go back and watch the recording later. Yeah, one night a week for, you know, one, maybe two hours a week over the course of four weeks. And, man, if people just follow along, they'll get the area study built, and it's going to be very enlightening for them because we're going to go into some areas of analyzing the tactical-level environment that, you know, if you're focused on D.C. and China and, you know, what, I I don't know, Kim Kardashian or, you know, whatever – Uh, you're probably missing a lot of stuff on the local level that we're going to cover.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) yeah. Don't you have a Kim Kardashian tattoo? What's the Kardashians
2: doing today? That's that's, (laughs) right. Well, that was like
0: last night, last night we did our, our Patreon live. And yesterday we, there's been a new subdivision being built in town here. And uh, it's a raggedy little subdivision. Been watching it. And uh, come to find out it's, it's owned by a corporation and all these new homes are for rent only. Mm. So, they picked three nasty colors to paint the houses in this housing development. Um, and they look nice, they're all brand new, but they're very basic track homes, you know, mm-hmm. probably 13, 1400 square foot. They're not very big houses, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and owned by a corporation. So you look at like BlackRock, who they say is on track to own 60% of single family homes in this country by 2030. Yeah. You know, we're just starting to see that. And and when you go back nice. to we've all heard the the old line of you'll own nothing and you'll be happy, you know. The, the agenda 21 uh-huh. stuff or agenda 30 stuff they're calling it now. Um, you'll own nothing and be happy. This points right to those things and it's stuff like that. I think people, you need to pay attention to, you know, we got to understand exactly what is happening to our communities and in our communities. Another thing I would recommend on folks as say, I know you cover it is find out about your local sheriff, get a, get a, a handle on what this guy thinks and where his head is because that's important because ultimately when, when shit hits the fan, he is the ultimate authority in your county, and you need to know is he going to be a problem or an asset, you know. Um, and that's what the area study is going to find out for you, right, Mike? You're gonna you go into all these things.
1: Yeah, that's right. And and I just I want to make this point clear as well. Having an area study is great, and area study is a blueprint for action. So we got to do our area study, and then we got to act. We got to move on to the next phases. We got to build our intel network. We got to start building political, social, and economic power that we can flex during an emergency. And so really the blue, the area study is like, you know, you want to build a house of being perfectly prepared and get community involvement, be your own little local warlord. Like, Hey, I'm hundred percent behind that. That all starts with an area study.
0: Your own local warlord.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Mike, after, after this,
0: we do a, we do another little show. Not, not as long as this. We'll hang out for a little bit and rumble. You good to hang out for that? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's run that little promo, Holly, and then we'll we'll close this out in a minute. We'll jump over there.
2: One of the five things in the first amendment is the freedom of speech. It doesn't say unless it hurts somebody's feelings.
0: I just had to hear Sue's voice. I really wanted to hear Sue. I'm missing. Hey you you've met have you met Sue Larue before, For sure. right? Do you know him? I possibly He's a bit of a legend. Um just ask him, he'll tell you. No, he, okay. he's not like that, but he is he actually is a bit of a legend, you know. He uh 10th mountain, then joined the French Foreign Legion and went AWOL from them, came twice. back and twice, 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 became <laughs> a green beret, you know. I mean he's he's, yeah, I think, yeah, he's now
1: yeah. that you mentioned that, yes, I, I think so, yeah.
0: All right, and we got to we gotta get our drawing out of the way before we move on. So we're gonna we're gonna get that up here in just a minute and let's do our drawing and see who wins. A free uh area study course out of Mike. This is going to be an awesome prize for whoever gets it. It's running slow tonight. Wow. Maureen won. Wow. All right. Maureen. I know Maureen. Awesome. Awesome. She'll she'll dig this. That's awesome. All right, Maureen, get a hold of uh, me or uh, Mel or Russ or Teresa or somebody, and I will get you connected up with Mike. So we'll make sure that happens. Yeah, there you go. Email Russ at Angry American. So, but yeah, here in a few, we got a couple more minutes. We'll keep rolling. What else? Uh, what else would you have to tell people right now? Is you know, this is like before COVID hit. I I had about a two week warning that was that was coming the lockdown, and I started telling people, uh, and I got a lot of pushback for that. I was called a fear monger and told I was going to be held accountable and all this bullshit. And when it happened, it was fucking crickets. Nobody said a word to me. Yeah. So you're often you're often accused of crying wolf. You know, not you personally but saying us people that see these things and, and try to put it out there at the risk of that, what would you tell people right now? Like number one thing, hey, give them, a, give them a, like a top three, do these things now before you can't.
1: I would say, um, obviously your area of study is that's gotta be number one. Yeah. Num- number two, get involved at the local political level. There's a lot of anger, a lot of resentment and we're not going to spontaneously organize ourselves, right? Somebody has to be a leader. If you're not a leader, find one and get behind that person. Because ultimately the biggest change that we can have an impact on, I mean, what's our, it's going to be the the local area. And so I I think politics, the the real level of political focus should be on the local level. Get well, that's what the left did. And that's, and that's what kind of got the them to things. where they are now
0: by, by starting local and, and look at them now, you know? Because they're they're big into the local thing. Uh, and the right again, like you said, that that disorganization, some of it natural to the people on the right, you know, and some of it coerced disorganization. Um, so, yeah, we need to, st- And then me and Mel have been talking about it. We start going to our county meetings, county uh, commissioner meetings here and start mm-hmm. listening into those. And even our little city meeting, um, even though I got a bone to pick with our city manager, but all the more reason to go to the meeting.
1: Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, just briefly, so I, you uh, you got to build political power on the local level because we need legitimacy, right? Everyone yeah. think not everyone, but a lot of people think they're just saying, oh, the balloon's going up. Great. I'm going to go get up and go out in my neighborhood. And, uh, you know, those you, you've got to have some level of legitimacy and support from from local people. And you do that through local politics. So yeah. then we've got to get our local political leaders at the at the city and hopefully the county level. And we have to say, look. We have to start building social and economic power because what happens in 2025 when banks start cutting us off because they don't like our politics or whatever year it's going to happen. We got, we lose insurance, homeowners insurance because um, guns are, are, sorry, self-defense tools are they're too dangerous to insure. And now we're canceling your policy. And you know, this is, this is all stuff that caught con- that left Wayne guys have, are talking about in Congress because we, we read through all these transcripts all the time mm-hmm. of these congressional hearings. So, you know, we have to figure out at the count local county or maybe state level, maybe state level, what are we going to do in response? We've got to start building that infrastructure now because we're not going to have it in the future.
0: Yeah. Right. It, now's the opportunity. And, and shortly in the future, that opportunity will be gone. Right. So, yeah. So where can they find you, Mike? Where do you want folks to look for you? Well, if where you're on... They-
1: Twitter or Instagram, I'm just at Intel. That's gray with an A. Our f- website is forwardobserver.com. And we just launched a new weekly Intel uh, brief called Far Left Playbook. We're looking at anarchists and communists and everything they're doing, trying to gear up towards 24. You can go to for, uh, farleftplaybook.com. And areaintelligence.com. I know there's a lot of links here, but uh, areaintelligence.com. We're gonna, um, I got this uh, four part video series on area studies coming out. And then in October, we'll start the area study challenge for everybody.
0: Awesome, man. Well, Awesome. Mike, thanks for being on. And, and for you patron folks, you guys can jump over into Patreon and we're going to pop over there in just a minute. Um, what happened again in the future as, as we're progressing through this things? Um, you know, not not anytime soon. I want to give us, you know, a couple of months out. And we'll get you back on. We'll start comparing notes about where we were last time we talked, where are we at now, because um, I think. Most people don't realize how far along we are in this 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 increasing intensity insurgency that's been playing on in the country for several years now. Mm-hmm. Um, most people don't think even really grasp insurgency, that the word's been beat to death in the media improperly. Um, and they don't understand what a real one looks like. And we're living through one right now, folks. Let me tell you what. And they're winning at the moment. So um, one of these days, it'll, it'll probably go kinetic and that'll change. I have a feeling but we're going to talk, we can talk about them over on Patreon or I mean, sure. you yeah, know, Patreon. Let's talk about that a little bit. So you guys know the drill. Thanks for being here tonight. Uh, Mike T. Thanks. And next week we have. Um, oh, crap. I just hang on. Let me say, I, I can't to say, to say no, his Hakeem name.
1: Isler? Hakeem, Hakeem Isler.
0: Yes. The Hakeem. black Hakeem guy. Isler. Hakeem, his last name is, I couldn't remember. So Hakeem Isler will be on here next week with us. Uh, and you guys are going to want to check that out. That'll be a good show too. So. Yeah, buddy. Um, You guys know the drill. Be good. Be good at it. We will catch you next time.
2: This podcast is like attending a Rolling Stones concert. Loud, proud, and wrinkled.